0: Are you an entrepreneur on the rise or already in the business game? Stay tuned to understand how you can protect your business from potential risks. Hello and welcome to the Insurance Insights Podcast by your trusted brand, Policy Bazaar. We host this podcast every fortnight to help you make the smartest insurance decisions. If you've ever wondered why do businesses even need insurance, you'll get all your answers in today's episode. We all know accidents can happen anytime, anywhere. And when they do happen, business insurance helps you cover for damages that you'd otherwise have to pay from your own pocket. You know, there are many ways having business insurance can help your company. It saves you time and money. It offers you peace of mind. It protects your business from damages and it offers benefits to your employees. Today we have the privilege of discussing this topic with an esteemed expert in this field, Sajja Praveen Chaudhary, business unit head of corporate and SME insurance at Policy Bazaar. Welcome to the show Sajja.
1: Hi Simran. So
0: let's dive right in Sajja. Now we all know that Policy Bazaar has become a household name when it comes to retail insurance, right? But what exactly is the story behind the inception of PB for business? And what is your vision for this newly rebranded segment of Policy Bazaar?
1: So on the business insurance side, right, there are broadly two categories. One is you know the entire employee healthcare or employee wellness and employee health insurance piece, and the other is primarily any business any insurance that's related to business, which might be with respect to you know, your property insurance or your liability insurance or your marine insurance and so on and so forth. On the employee health insurance kind of thing, whatever has been there, you know, it's been done majorly manually. All the processes have been manual in nature. Uh, And and that's how it has been there for ages and and not too much of, you know, very well integrated with wellness and very small bit of wellness here and there. Uh, What we uh, saw is that there is clearly a space there which uh, can be done much more effectively and much more efficiently with the use of technology which we've kind of been able to build out through the 15 years of journey of falsely retail insurance and uh, that's one thing which clearly came out and and also a very well integrated platform along with wellness that's one of things which we've been able to stitch in the last two years and been able to you know uh, showcase to our clients and that's that's what they're loving is loving about us most of times and that's one clear-cut thing which we saw the space you know and second side is the is you know broadly the business insurance space which we spoke about there is a wide range of products in that you know which is either from a SME or a startup who buys a small marine policy worth about 1000-2000 rupees to you know say someone who buys a liability policy is worth of lakhs and crores kind of so we saw that uh, similar to the retail side some bit of comparison some bit of you know transparency is not there over there and somewhere we've built up the platform you know for startups and for small and medium enterprises kind of thing where they can compare and buy policies and and the ones that they want rather than you know someone just buying some policy which is costlier or not so effective kind of thing at the same time being able to build out practice lines on this business insurance side especially with this liability uh, where we've been able to you know kind of uh, address some of the needs of the clients uh, in, in, a, in a much much uh, how do I put it you know much better way kind of thing yeah so that's that's where this entire thing is uh, kind of uh, this entire entity or rebranding and rebranded entity has started off from. And uh, from the opportunity that we've seen in the segment, in terms of either there's a lot of automation possible through technology and what can be done or the comparison that can be given to clients or through, you know, better utilization of uh, all products together, kind of.
0: And Sajja, what are the different types of business insurance being offered by pb for business
1: So on the business insurance side, as I said, right, there are broadly two categories, which we just spoke about the employee health insurance or the employee piece and the non-employee piece, the employee piece, there are multiple products that we offer, which is with respect to group medical insurance or group medical is what it's called generally in the market, which is group health insurance for employees, then group personal action for employees and group term life for employees kind of thing. Yeah, that's primarily on the employee uh, wellness side. And, and very well embedded with wellness kind of thing, which is with respect to other teleconsultations, OPD packages, which we get through insurance companies kind of. The other side of it is the non-employee side of it. The non-employee side of it has a has a vast area of uh, things, uh, whether it's about, you know, marine insurance, which might be a small one-time policies uh, for the small traders kind of thing, or an annual open or a sales turnover policies for large, large corporations kind of right. Uh, or say engineering policies, which is constructional risk, erectional risk, which is generally there, you know, when you're you know having a project that's on, that's going on and so on and so forth. Or say property insurance for say whether it's for factory, whether it's for office, or whether it's for those who have large storage areas like go downs and so on and so forth, uh, or restaurants and so on and so forth. And then there's the entire vast area of liability which starts with say a workman compensation, which which is normally required to take care of liability of any temporary workers and so on and so forth uh, towards say a directors and officers policy which will take care of any liability towards directors and officers or an errors and omissions policy which is also called a professional indemnity where kind of you know in case of any error on behalf of your employees certain things which happen and the client has a you know it leads to a client claiming or you know kind of putting a suit on you it takes care of your company kind of uh, or 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 there are other things like which is like cyber insurance or you know uh, product liability because if your product someone else you know some damage is happening someone and then they claiming and so on so forth so a, it's a vast range of products that we offer uh, and, and it's not only that you know a lot of this segment is uh, has those has a, has a lot of uh, how do you put it uh, they can be products which can be stitched you know if required so anything and everything that a business needs from an insurance perspective and which has a risk and where there's an insurable interest there's a product that can be created with insurance companies because the segment itself is, has evolved over a period of time in that way so, some of the products as I listed, and if there is someone who has a unique need, uh, we, we happily go to insurance companies and try to do it. Uh, one of the finest examples of it is event insurance. While there is some form of event insurance in place, but most of the times, every time, every new time, a new kind of category comes in, they have new requirements. We will have to stitch in and make it a proper you know policy, which, is, which can made through an all-risk policy or some kind of liability policy, and so on and so forth. So, that's, that's how it is.
0: Now, Sajja, there are already a lot of players in the market offering business insurance, right? What exactly are we doing differently to stand apart?
1: See, that's exactly what we spoke about in the initial question, right? Where we've seen a space very clearly being there, one is on the employee benefit side, where there are things which are being done, but all of these were being done manually in terms of, right? Whether it's in terms of the way employees would nominate their, uh, you know, beneficiaries or not beneficiaries, but the people who who are enrolled in policy, whether it's about spouse, parents and so on and so forth. Or the way the data would flow between HR, you know, uh, taking it up and then sending it to uh, insurance company and then the way it would get endorsed and so on and so forth. Or in terms of the way... Uh, your e-cards and your claims, whether, you know, how how, how can you get an e-card at any point of time uh, through manual intervention, without manual intervention, or whether it's about claiming, you know, is there a paperless process possible? All of this was a space which was available, where things were happening very manually kind of, which we could do, you know, integrate very well and differentiate from what the regular offering was there in the market. And that too by stitching it very well with the wellness piece uh, in an integrated manner. Uh, the second thing being on the non-employee piece very clearly there was a space where there was lacking in terms of probably comparison for the small and medium enterprises or the first startups where we do a very wonderful job where we know we we kind of provide multiple options to them and we're able to get them to choose the option that suits them the best and that's one clear-cut area of differentiation despite people being there or the, or the player, other players being there in the market and the other is obviously with time you know we spent about 15 years in the industry on the retail side and other business side right uh, we, we have much deeper understanding of one few of the products and uh, where we work very very deeply with insurance companies somewhere we are leveraging those relationships also to kind of you know develop practice lines on other products on the non-employee side uh, where we should be able to get much Deeper, we partner much deeper and be able to, you know, kind of get uh, new products created basis our consumer needs kind of. That's that's clearly an area where we're able to differentiate despite the players who are there already in the market in the business insurance space.
0: So when businesses are assessing their insurance needs, how exactly should they determine the appropriate coverage level that they would need?
1: See, uh, when businesses try to, and I'm assuming this question is primarily about the non employee space where you know much of this coverage and everything is spoken about, there are ways to look at it multiple times in multiple policy, right? If you're referring to a policy which is, say, a fire policy or, say, particularly a marine policy, things are very, very clear. It's basically the amount of loss or the value of items that are there, which you have to declare right and which you have to understand or which you have to determine in the right way. Uh, That amount of Whatever the value of goods or value of the items that, are, that you're insuring itself becomes a sum insured kind of. So to ensure that you are covering for that value or you're taking insurance for that value and not underestimating or overestimating the value kind of, right? Now when you refer, this is on the very simple things like you know either marine policy or a safe property and so on and so forth. When you refer to other side of it, which is probably a liability and so on and so forth, there are certain things which which are determined basis your turnover or, you know, the contract value that you're getting into a contract with other party kind of. Those are things basis which a benchmarking is done. So that's where, you know, some part, part of expertise from say a broker or a partner like us comes in kind of, where our team is able to take those details uh, in the form of proposal form from the client in terms of what are the contract value that's going to be there or what are the kind of turnover that the company has in the last three years and accordingly suggest also what is the kind of some insured that they should ideally look at so that they're never underinsured and, and they're also not insured by, you know, kind of spending a lot of money, kind of. That's how it is.
0: Are there any challenges or barriers that hinder the adoption of corporate insurance among Indian businesses? If so, what steps can be taken to address them?
1: Uh, Yes, so I think this is primarily prevalent uh, in the, I would say, small and medium enterprise startups where I think uh, it it is primarily or it it is very, very similar to the way a retail consumer behaves to an extent where where people, I think, uh, feel that uh, like like in retail also there's there a lot of times that people feel you know nothing is going to happen to us and we're going to be fine and whatever uh, risk is there it's not going to be us it's only going to be others kind of right uh, that is not true and that's the same thing which we generally see where people feel that no everything is going to be fine with this transit or with this shipment or everything is going to be fine with our property so there's not really there's no insurance that's required and this come out very very much in some of the surveys that we've done in the past as well with some of the businesses and, and small and medium enterprises but then all of a sudden it turns out that you know no one is risk-free, uh, and, and uh, there's no way that you know we can determine when an accident is going to happen, right? That's that's where you see a lot of fire accidents, or fire incidents, and a lot of other stuff happening today in the country uh, at, at various points of time, which is again uh, not predictable by anyone, and can happen due to any of the reasons which are even outside of our uh, control. Uh, that's that's the similar thing which we see between a retail consumer and a, say a small and medium enterprise customer or a startup kind of a founder or a startup team kind of where they Uh, Understand to an extent about the risk, but they really feel that the risk will not be applicable to them or it will never happen to them. That's that's a challenge in which it is there. Now the way to obviously probably address that is some of these which we try and do in terms of and that that's one part. The second part is I think some of the risks are not even known to users a lot of times, right? Especially in business because they've not been spoken about so well. Like unlike the retail products where there is so many people in the country who try to sell and who try to speak day in day out and all of that stuff, right? So I think that's one area where we are also as a working as a partner in the entire ecosystem where we're trying to market a lot, we're trying to speak a lot in public forums, we're trying to speak a lot uh, with you know, wherever we find an opportunity that you know, wherever consumers can listen kind of, uh, to speak about various pr- kind of products to make them aware what kind of risk exists and what kind of products will address that risk.
0: Now looking ahead, what trends or developments do you foresee in the business insurance landscape in India?
1: Uh, see, uh, on, on the trends and the other things, as I said, right, uh, on the employee benefits side, we see a lot of integrated uh, work happening between uh, regular employee health policy and wellness features kind of. Uh, that's one thing which we clearly foresee, which, which has started to happen, but I think it will happen much, much in a deeper fashion. Uh, the other thing being on the non-employee benefits side. Very clearly, I think we'll see uh, multiple products evolve over a period of time where there will be a combination of risks that will be kind of underwritten under a single policy, which to an extent extent exists today, but I think that's much, much larger risks. What we'll also see is for smaller risks and even for, you know, small and medium enterprises or for startups also, you'll see products which will kind of come in, where multiple kinds of risks would kind of uh, coexist in the same policy and will be underwritten in the same policy kind of.
0: Thank you, Sajja, for such a detailed explanation. I found it really insightful. I'm sure our audience feels the same. Moving on to our next segment, Ask PB. This is where we take questions from our audience about insurance to solve their queries. So Sajja, today's question is from Rameshwar. He's asking, Hi, I have just set up an advertising agency of my own and have about 12 employees currently. What kind of corporate insurance coverage do I need?
1: So. Uh, you know, when someone is saying that no, sure that this you know you have a 12 member team and it's an advertising agency, one is obviously the employee wellness that you would want to take care of. Whether you know, uh, generally today, employee health insurance policy is something that people would expect when they're working, and whether it's for either for employees only for these 12 people or covering their spouse and kids, that's one part which you can take care of, which you can look at. Uh, insurance companies do provide health insurance, group health insurance, uh, covering when they have at least a company has seven employees or above, kind of. Uh, on the, specifically on the business insurance side, assuming that you obviously run out of an office and you're saying you're an advertising agency, there must be some creatives at different points of time or there must be some material on which your team must be working on from time to time and must be having some assets in place. So there's clearly a property or a fire insurance which you should have in place to take care of your assets and tomorrow in case of a fire accident or some kind of thing, there's no losses that you have to undergo kind of. And at the same time, the other side of it is if you're an advertising feed, uh there's also a possibility that, you know, due to some kind of errors and omissions on your part or on your uh, employees part, there might be certain issues that your client might face and that might lead to a suit onto you. So a professional indemnity or an errors and omissions policy is one thing which can cover from, you know, a liability side of it from your client side. And that's the other thing which you should look at. So these are broadly some of the broad things that you can look at. And and again, you know, depending on, let's assume tomorrow, your company becomes slightly larger and you get into some kind of contract. Then in those contracts, then, you know, they might say you should have a director's and office liability policy or or other kind of, you know, uh, indemnity policies in, kind of in place. And that can be looked at from time to time.
0: Thank you so much for being on the show, Sajja. Thank you.